Hello once again, welcome to Pop Cannon. This is episode 9, and today we are talking all about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Brian. I'm Joe. That's not Andrew. He's uh, he's Joe O'Connor here, and he is joining us for this uh, Into the Spider-Verse episode. And Joe was the author of our Reactor Canon review. He was. And yeah. a great review it was as well. Yes. Leave a hateful comment underneath. <laughs> make Send sure... your hate mail to this address. <laughs> make sure you make sure you are sure to tell him how bad it was. <laughs> the movie or the review, either way. <laughs> and Joe in general. <laughs> so so where do we want to start, guys? Cause uh, an over. What were your overall thoughts? The credits rolled, and then the end credit scene played, and you left the theater. How did you feel? Uh, I had a grin on my face a mile wide. Nice. I, I I absolutely loved it. Absolutely. Yeah, it made me very happy. It was kind of everything that a Spider-Man movie should be, and like it. It hit the lows and the highs, and it didn't leave me just feeling empty, like the end yeah. infinity. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good empty. Yeah, a wholesome empty. Yes, like kind of empty when you're walking into a Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes uh, out of one. Yeah, I know yeah. I will be hollowed out soon enough. And out of Chipotle badly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I loved it. And honestly, it it kind of re-inspired me to to go actually buy comics. So after seeing the movie, I went to my local comic book shop. I bought uh, a bunch of comics, including the original Spider-Verse graphic novel. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I was just over the moon with it. I had already read all the good <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. And I like genuinely was smiling for probably 80% of the movie. So it was really a really great film that I'm glad I went to go see and didn't wait for. Absolutely. Yeah. When the initial trailers dropped for it, uh, I wasn't sure exactly what it was going to be. I wasn't sure if it was going to be a like direct to DVD movie or just a digital streaming movie somewhere. But I was very happy to see that they released uh, the animated film in theaters, and it's doing very well. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what it was going to be for a different reason. I didn't know how they were going to tell this story, especially as, like, an introduction to, like, Miles or, like, Spider-Gwen. But, like, I thought they'd really, like, they did all those things in a really cool way. And yeah. Art style and everything, like, going to these different universes and, like, committing to that style even when they cross over i loved it yeah when i when i saw the first trailer um i i didn't know what to make of it because one the, the animation style was so different than anything we've ever seen so stylized um and i didn't know if it was even going to be more just a, an absolute outright kids movie you know yeah that was um, my chief concern going into yeah. it and i think they towed the line of family friendly but also just fun 
Like it wasn't yeah, oh, absolutely. There was so there was more than enough action in it to keep an older mind interested rather than just bright colors. Right. I you know, the reviews for it that came out were just, you know, from sources that I trust, they were great and I was like, "Oh man, I got to see this." But then I get into the theater and all every single trailer leading up to it is a kids movie. I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> I don't know about this." Yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt that for sure. But but thankfully it was it was not. It was uh, you know, it, it is one of the best animated films I've ever seen, and it's just one of the best films I've ever seen, period. You know? I uh, I made the bold declaration in saying that this was my favorite Spider-Man film ever. That's, and, that's understandable. And a few weeks after, like, seeing it and letting it si- sink in, uh, I still agree with that statement. Nice. Yeah, I can't. I can't say it's my favorite Spider-Man film of all time, but it is. It is one of the, and that's like up in like in the top three. You know. Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> like same way that like you can't like you could never look at like the live action movies when you talk about like oh it's a kids movie like I mean all the superhero movies at the end of the day they're gonna be primarily geared towards kids even if it's like yeah in us. Who- Considering it as a kids movie doesn't mean that it has to automatically like shoot down, like have to like really like work its way out of that hole. I think like a really good kids movie can be a good movie without having to like pander to kids too much. Like even we saw, you know, like they can't show like the bullets or the blood, but like they're still covering these adult themes. They're covering covering death, um, and I think when kids have these like really great things. It's like that they're exposed to that's how they grow up as fans like when we're exposed to like batman the animated series as a kid that's why we still love it now absolutely i couldn't agree with that statement anymore as far as like being a fan of something and growing with it as opposed to sectioning off parts of your audience and just kind of having it be what it is and i've seen a lot of debate recently since spider-verse came out especially about how animated films like people look down on them and that's just not the case like they're most animated films especially today like they put out some of the best content well this was in production for what three years three or four years oh yeah well most animated films are so because it saw, I saw in the trail in the credits. I think it said uh, it was like each frame took like a week to work on, or something like wow. that. Wow! It was some crazy thing like that, and employed over like four hundred people over that time, or something like that. It was nuts. It was crazy numbers. Yeah. Let's dive into the animation and the the style of the film. Well, Dude, I love I love this. I love the style of this. Yeah. Because uh, right from the beginning, you're you're hooked into it. There were moments I didn't see it in 3D. I actually didn't even see it at a theater that had stadium seating. Uh, I was just sitting in a row watching a huge, massive screen with this film on it. And it it didn't take away from it at all for me. Uh, I thought that I was missing something because there were certain parts that looked like they were supposed to be 3D, but they were fuzzy. Mm -hmm. But from what I read, it was intentional. Yes. To, and to mimic like uh, I guess what would it be a printing press that would be like off a little bit or something like that. 
like the right. method of making yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And then like Joe had said, uh, going into each specific character's artwork from each of their individual books and pulling them all together. That was, oh, that was such, such, a such, cool, a great... such a cool thing. Like, because we've seen, I guess, different animated movies or whatever, where like if a character goes to a different universe, he looks like those characters. Right. Uh, they've done that a well, bunch on like Nickelodeon and stuff like that. But this one, they kept all of them unto themselves. Right. Uh, so like when Spider Gwen comes up, she has like that that brush style coloration. Like um, like I, I don't remember the artist's name in the book, but well, the way that they had colorized that, it just it was really neat for me. But yeah, P- Perry Parker, she's uh, she's got the the anime style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and then and then Spider Man Noir is just straight black and white. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Spider Ham. And Spider Ham was a Looney, <laughs> saying, a, a oh, Looney yeah. Tunes esque. Of course. <laughs> that was Don't a lot forget of fun. Spider Ham. <laughs> was it was a lot of fun. I love that this was an origin film for Miles. Yeah. Because I didn't expect that at all. I thought they were just going to really throw you in the deep end, but he was the right. anchor to bring you through all of it, which I thought right. was, was fantastic. I didn't just have to commit to killing Peter. Like I, like I, that's like one of like the biggest things for me in the book, but I really didn't think they were going to go for it. I thought they were just going to have him be like the Spider-Man in his world. Yeah, I initially thought that Miles wound up in his universe initially, and then the more trailers that we got, I was like, wait a minute, so everyone else is coming to him? Okay, so he's the Spider-Man of his universe. So Chris Pine did Miles yeah. Miles's universe's Peter Parker, which right. yeah. watching it, I could not figure out who that voice was, but it was so familiar. Oh, really? I couldn't figure yeah. it out, but it was so familiar. And then when the credits rolled, I was like, "Son of a bitch! I know who that. God damn it!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was jarring because even even just having had seen the one trailer that I saw, you know, you're expecting Jake Johnson because yeah. Jake Johnson's voice. I don't want to say iconic, but it's very easy to pick his voice out. And then it was jarring that, like, oh, wait, that's not Jake Johnson. What happened? But there were certain points where I was like, is it Jake Johnson? Like, (laughs) I was still questioning it a little bit. I I guess it's the the voice actor in me and so forth. Like, I, I, after a few lines, I knew it was Chris Pine, but I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Chris Pine is this Spider-Man. That's cool. And then... uh, And I was like, okay, so then we'll get Jake Johnson's Spider-Man later on, hopefully. Um... And I love that. He I thought was, that was a really cool. I love that he was the depressive, slightly overweight Peter B. Parker. <laughs> but the price that was so great. <laughs> so it was like he had that, like blonde Peter had, but then ten years of the Parker luck. Yeah, and just touching on uh, the blonde Peter for a quick second, when he, he took his mask off and I saw he was blonde, I immediately thought, "Oh my God, that's Ben Riley." <laughs> I think that was the intention. Yeah. The that was the, the the clear intention there was to have him be blonde to give you Ben Riley without giving you Ben Riley. Ah. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was cool. Yeah. But we're in the middle of talking about the voice actors. I mean has, what, a, what a cast. Has huh. a better cast been assembled? Uh <laughs> 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 dude, they were all so good. Shamik Moore. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Unbelievable as Miles, dude. Perfect. 
he he immediately pulled you into his world and had you believing in Miles as a person and as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right from the start when he like he doesn't know the words to the song. That's yeah, like but he like that just latches you onto that character from the get. That's such a human thing to be able to. Sorry, oh. you guys don't know all the words to all of the songs. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I now I might having listened to the soundtrack a million times. We'll we'll get there. We'll get to the soundtrack. <laughs> um, you know, I I I knew that going in. I had seen his name, um, Mahershala Ali. Like I knew that he was, I knew that he was in the cast, but I did not like the entire time I'm listening to Uncle Aaron. I'm not realizing that was him. I couldn't yeah. tell if he was the. I couldn't tell if he was playing the father or the uncle, but I definitely I knew, heard him. I knew that. I knew the um, the the father was. Um, is it Brian Tyree Henry or yes. Tyree Brian yes. Henry? Yeah, um, I knew that was him because I knew his voice from the uh, the seasons of Atlanta I've seen. So I knew I knew that was him. Gotcha. But but yeah, like uh, Mahershala did such a great job as Uncle Aaron, like that I didn't think to myself like 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 when Chris Pine's voice came in like oh okay that was that was Chris Pine like he was just Uncle Aaron you know right right exactly so like it didn't draw you out to hear that voice it just you stayed in the narrative mhm exactly. absolutely definitely but Haley Steinfeld she did a great job as um as Gwen as Spider-Woman um Nicolas Cage yeah <laughs> as, as Spider-Man Noir Nick- had some of the best lines. I think uh, Nicolas Cage as an actor has has more than proven himself worthy of just knocking it out of the park every single time with any role he's given. Or even going the opposite of not knocking it out of the park. He's 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 capable of both extremes. Yeah, well, he's sometimes he's such an exquisite actor that it goes all the way around to becoming terrible actor. Uh, <laughs> But sometimes he flirts the line. But I loved, because uh, I guess like when I saw that he was in it, I was like, oh, it's a joke bit. <laughs> and then when you listen to what his character is doing and saying and living in Miles' universe and not really knowing what's going on, like the whole Rubik's Cube bit. like, <laughs> Oh, God, that was great. Like It was kind of a joke bit regardless. <laughs> so I, it was. I appreciated that. It, it was aware enough of itself you know it was a serious joke but right and then of course spider ham uh john mulaney just <laughs> his so first great. theatrical role yes is spider ham is peter porker <laughs> <laughs> he uh he actually did an interview with uh one of the late night shows where he said like initially they couldn't tell him what the movie was that he was auditioning for so he's like, I walked in and then they eventually told me and uh, I'm reading for the part. And he's like, so I'm cursing up a storm because they're telling me do whatever you want. And then he stops and he goes, well, what's this rated? And they were like, oh, PG. And he's like, so you can't use literally any of that footage that we just recorded. <laughs> yeah, they had to cut like everything because it wasn't usable. <laughs> and that and that was with Mr. James Fallon. Yeah. The humor overall was was just the best. I mean, like you know, like like we were just talking about, about earlier. Spider Ham is just it. It's just nonstop, you know, Looney Tunes ish, complete slapstick stuff. 
and, and cartoonism, you know, cartoonishness. Um, but even more than that, the overall movie was hilarious. Yeah. I, I think it was one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, dude, definitely. I There were definitely some moments where I, I, la- I belly laughed hard yeah. at Miles going to the top of a very tall building to learn how to be Spider-Man. And then <laughs> yeah. realizing how tall it was and running down the stairs. And then and going three buildings over. It's about that was so ten great. stories shorter. And he was like, that's the one. <laughs> I lost it. Yeah, that was that was great because you th- I love how they take a lot of moments from other Spider-Man works, you know, especially other yes. Spider-Man movies, and play with that because that's as soon as you do, he does it. He's like, "Oh, okay, this is him testing his powers out," and it's like, maybe not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like, just like how Joe had wrote, there was how many? There's seven Spider-Man movies in live yeah. action before this, so like they were able to play with all of that. Yeah, and even like that's something that comes up with Miles a lot is like he's trying to mimic how Peter did it. And we saw that in the movie too, where he has to find his own way. And like each of each of the different spider had their own way. And I thought that was really fun that like you can like look back on everything that came before, but there's still new things you can do. Yeah, so absolutely. Joe, so Joe, you have read a lot of the Ultimate Spider Man books with Miles in it. Um, All of them. how would you say the movie did translating him from the books to the film? I thought they did really well with that aspect of like, like Peter's 16 when he gets bit. Um, so he's like, kind of like, you know, getting to adulthood, but miles is in, he's in like eighth grade. And like, they, they cheated that a little bit with like giving him growth spurt after the fight. But <laughs> like, it styled and like seeing them face with that kind of trauma is really great. And like, love. They have a lot, like, committed to the book, like, Prowler, and, like, just the fact that you have a really cool-looking Prowler in a movie blew me away. Um, his relationship. But then they also kind of that world a little more like the main Marvel world than the Ultimate world, I thought, which was a good mood, move, especially considering how Miles ended up in that universe because it was so successful when they were going to kill that line off. So in the, in the ultimate books is Doc Ock who she was in oh, the film? Yeah. No, uh, Doc Ock was still just Doc Ock. So that was completely original for the film. I think in spite of like one, like alternate universe story, there might be a female Doc Ock, but I know that was very, I loved that by the way. I thought I didn't, awesome. I, I didn't see that coming at all. No. And then they when it happened, that. I was like, Holy shit. You know, like uh, yeah, I was completely got... blown away by that. I know that I know, you know, this being an animated film and I, so I don't think a lot of people saw just how great it was going to be coming and, uh, and the story that was involved, you know, other than all the Spider-Men and, and Spider-Woman coming together, but they kept a really great lid on that shit. Like, yeah. When she when she dropped when she said Olivia Octave, I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, because <laughs> like, they only called her." Shit's I think, about Liv. to get real. <laughs> yeah, they only called her Liv up to that point, I think. Right, and then yeah. that and happens. Like, her, name, her name is on the projector when Miles walks right. out of the classroom, right, in front of the last name, so you never see. Oh. Right, 
Um, That's awesome. But even but even when uh, even when Tombstone showed up, I was like, oh shit, there's Tombstone. Like, yeah. Um, I, I I loved all the shit in this movie like that because it made me even hearken to, and I know we'll talk about this in a future podcast, but uh, in the Spider-Man PS4 game, you know, because that has Tombstone in it. You know, it just and and and. I, I loved these takes. I, dude, sh- I, I never would have thought like if you had told me like, hey, there's a there's an animated Spider-Man film coming out and it's it's gonna have a female Doc Ock. I'm like, fuck you. But it, <laughs> but it was awesome and and the animation for it was great. I oh god, she was amazing. Her her arms were so cool looking because they were like a plastic type thing almost. Yeah. And Joe, uh, Joe, you had mentioned Prowler earlier. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know that they that anyone has ever been able to successfully create the level of dread that I had when Prowler was like in motion on screen. I I, I, I was just gonna say I will go you one better, Rob. I found that Prowler to be terrifying, and that's an yeah. anima- that's an animated movie. I was terrified. I was scared shitless four miles. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah. I honestly, I love the Prowler, um, and I like I love that character and that relationship in the book. I did like in the book, um, uh, Uncle Aaron finds out that he's Spider-Man, and then he tries to kind of like use him in his like schemes. So like, I liked that Aaron got that redemption in this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like how many people has he killed? We don't know. Right. Right. It was a very heartfelt arc for him. And I mean, we already said with the casting was perfect. Like he brought a lot of drama to that animated role. Yeah. Fowler, Uncle Aaron, we were both like scared, scared of him, scared for him, like love him at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think they really nailed it. I don't think think, uh, they're going to go that route with Donald Glover, but (laughs) we'll well that's right it's funny that you mentioned that because like in the back of my head i knew that that was the connection because it was the easter egg in homecoming but right i forgot within the framework of this movie that that was a thing so when the reveal happened it was like i hadn't known it at all oh okay I was like, oh my god like i was so <laughs> devastated by it and yeah i completely forgot that that was a thing i was like that's probably his uncle right it's his uncle or his dad it's probably yeah. his uncle, and then they, <laughs> and then they take the thing off, and I was like, "Holy shit! Oh my god, this is gut wrenching." <laughs> and and the way that they did that reveal too, with Miles being in his apartment, uh-huh. and then the window slides up, like it was great. The musical cues that they used for Prowler as well was oh. was great. It goes back to when you were saying the the fear and the dread. It helped build that tension. It was like what they what Hans Zimmer did for for Joker in The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I just you know as as much as as much as the movie was hilarious and the humor was pervasive and great, uh, the drama that the like the emotional core was also just as resonating. You know. Yeah, and the 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 base premise of the movie and why everything is happening is that Kingpin is uh, his wife and son had died and he was trying to go to other universes to steal the Vanessa and his son from other universes to bring them to him. Yep. <laughs> Which is just like, is a tip. That's like a, not a cookie cutter bad guy plot, but like 
that's a classic villain move. Like everybody else be damned. I just want this one thing. Right. Like the whole city's going to go to rubble. Fuck. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I get my wife and son and that's all I need. I love that. And I loved the design of Kingpin. I thought it was fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I love that we got tombstone in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. We got a green goblin, massive, massive fucking green goblin that they killed. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw the the ten inch pop of that at Target the other day, and I was like, "Oh, oh my wow. god, it's uh, oh wow!" And you didn't buy it? I didn't buy it. <laughs> uh, it was, um, was pre Christmas. I couldn't. Uh, you can't animate that kingpin getting out of a car, so you have to cut away until he's out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, just just going back to what I was saying with like the emotional core, like you know, we see, like you mentioned earlier, you know, Peter the Peter Parker of Miles' universe dies. Like we don't, we don't see the murder happen, but it, we see around it. We, we get very close to seeing that murder happen. We do. No, we do. Yeah. But it's PG. So they can't literally show him being crushed to death by uh, Kingpin's hands. But, um, but Miles watches it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, you know, and then we get, we get the different stories from all the other Spider-Men. So like, you know, we get that, that Gwen, that she she saw her Peter Parker die, you know. Um, I haven't read any of the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, but I have read almost all of what exists of Spider-Gwen, and she's one of my favorite current comic book characters at the moment, because her yeah. book is just so much fun. And... I was kind of sad that we didn't get into it, but I feel like they definitely left the door open for future installments to explain Spider-Gwen's end of things because she was kind of alluding to what happened, but never really said it. Right. And and basically in her universe, Peter Parker becomes her Green Goblin, correct? And then she kills him? The lizard. The lizard, that was it. That oh, was it. wow. That was it. Yeah. So in her universe he becomes the lizard by doing very similar tests and stuff that, that Connors does in the, uh, I guess, main canon right. or however you want to word that. Earth 616. Right. So he does that, and she has to, in order to stop him, she has to kill him. Wow. So when she alludes to, uh, I, had a best, I had a best friend die, and I lost my Peter too, she's not telling you that they're the same person. Oh, wow. So that's the same character thing. So I hope in future installments, we get that because yeah. that would be awesome. If they just did a straight up Spider Gwen movie, I would die. Oh yeah, I think after the success of this one, uh, especially like winning a Golden Globe for best animated feature, yeah, um, I think the door is open for literally anything. Good, because I would I would be opening day tickets to see Spider Gwen animated film. Like I would be there. Absolutely. I had heard rumors of a team up with Spider Gwen and Silk. I I saw that too. I'd be okay with that. Hell yeah, Silk is a great character too. I'd love to see. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, but <laughs> <laughs> once you get past that, once you get past the like the pheromone thing, then you're good. <laughs> but that's a can of worms. <laughs> um, I loved how the. The Jake Johnson, Peter Parker, how how we get, you know, while it's hilarious that he's, you know, paunchy and a bit of a slob and so forth, 
we do get a little bit of his emotional backstory that, you know, he and Mary Jane reached a point where I think they were married. Yeah, no, yeah. they were married. They were married, and then she wanted kids, and he's like, I don't know if I can do that. And then they got a divorce. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's, yeah. that, that's real. <laughs> that, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> and then that whole sequence where he sees Miles' uh-huh. universe is Mary Jane, and he's just like, he really wants to say something. Right. But he just can't. He can't bring himself to do it. And they're trying to force him not to, obviously. Right. And then he tries. He tries. And she's just like, yeah, uh, we need more bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're they're dressed up as the waiters. Yeah. And he's like, I will get you oh, anything that you need. What was I will do anything for you. And she's like, well, we need more bread. And he's like, <laughs> you will have all of the bread. <laughs> Oh god damn it. And that's why he Jake was perfect for that. Because he plays that character like so well. Yeah. So no, just Nick, he, he's fantastic, dude. Nick Miller, Nick Miller going, This is my nightmare is just one of my greatest <laughs> it's one of the greatest things in sitcom history. It was more in hindsight after I saw it the first time that I was like, Why was Mary Jane even that dinner? Because she knows who the Kingpin is. She knows Spider Man's relationship to the Kingpin. Why the kingpin would put on this gala in remember in remembrance of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's 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 one of those little um those little plot holes. Like I, I noticed that another one was like um Spider uh when when Spider Woman is at the school, like it, that that was a little bit of a thing. Like how the fuck did she get into that school? Like yeah, like. Yeah, that that's one of those things I didn't really yeah, think about. Yeah, cuz they talk about how it. they talk about how difficult it was for for Miles to get in and right. stay in and she's just there. <laughs> she's just she's there as someone who hasn't existed before. Right. So. She has she has a locker too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the the there are little things like that. My my only nitpick coming out of it cuz I didn't even really notice those two. Uh was why Aunt May was like Alfred. Yeah. That kind of bugged me. But otherwise, yeah. I was all in for it. <laughs> no, why does she kick the door out of her own home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I didn't necessarily like Aunt May being the, the Alfred of their universe for whatever yeah. reason. That That kind of ties in with my one little nitpick is as cool as it was to see all of the suits in that hidden underground bunker, I was—I really wasn't a fan of that being a thing and him having like a bat cave. Yeah, that was weird. It was very weird. How did he dig it out? <laughs> yeah, in a, a in a very suburban place. <laughs> science. Yeah. Peter Parker uses science. <laughs> Stand back up, May. I'm about to do science. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, Peter." Um, <laughs> so so what were what was Jordan what was your favorite sequence? Uh, um honestly it was probably when Miles led all of the villains back to Aunt May's house and they just tore it apart and she was like take it outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that, that sequence where they paired off with Scorpion, uh, I thought that was really, really cool and really well done. Joe, what was your favorite sequence? 
mine is probably the heist of Alchemax because like it just like taking them out of that city element. Yeah, that was cool. Spider Man, and then like the twist with Doctor Octopus is really cool. Um, second would probably just be like that the My Uncle Ben scene, like where they're all like sharing like this is what it means to be Spider Man. It's not always like the like the jokes and the kicks, but it's like dealing with the tragedy that comes with this role. Yeah, that was awesome. That, I didn't think that John Mulaney as Spider Ham would make me emotional, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what was yours? So I knew that this question was going to come up, and I started thinking about it earlier today. I I can't, I don't know why it is, but for an animated film, I can't say what a favorite sequence is. Boom. Wait, no, 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 well, hear me out. It's really easy to do that for a live action film, and I don't know why for an animated film I can't because I loved everything about this movie. Um, it, it in an animated film, like it just it all goes together, you know. Yeah. What was your favorite scene? I'll tell you what my favorite thing was. My, okay. favorite, my favorite thing about it was Prowler. Okay. Prowler, Prowler was so fucking... I, just, yeah, terrifying, dread-filling. Like, just the animation form was great. The, the colors they used, like, the technology of the, the suit itself, just like was uncle Aaron and then bring in the fact that, you know, that, that he dies and there's that, you know, gut punch, you know, and that, and that, uh, his brother is the one who finds him after miles has to leave him in the alley. And I thought, I thought Aaron slash Prowler, he's my favorite thing in the movie. Okay. My, my favorite sequence, I knew somebody would probably say the forest sequence after they had stolen the computer. Uh, right. cause I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and that the final fight had a lot happening, so mm-hmm. I, I can't necessarily say that, even though it was fun to watch. Um, my favorite sequence would have to be when Miles and Peter B. Parker first meet, and there's the pull behind on the train. <laughs> that oh, I was yeah. rolling. Oh god, that was great. I was rolling with laughter. Uh, they just the constant smacking into stuff, and just their voice work back and forth, reacting to everything happening. I was dying at that part. I loved it. The only part that I didn't like about that was it kind of pulled me out when his face was being dragged across the concrete because I was like, he would be dead. That would just murder the man. <laughs> Spider Spider Ham exists. Nothing matters. <laughs> uh, another another one of my favorite scenes in the film was when Miles first got his powers, yeah. and he's like trying to navigate how it's working and he's like climbing up the side of the building or, or how he was or how he was sticking to everything and not sure how to release quite yeah yet. Yeah. yeah that was cool <laughs> oh shit that was uh, good brian speaking of uh jefferson davis his dad i thought i thought he was awesome yeah especially when he came to miles's door to try and talk to him oh that was Oh uh, yeah, no, that was a great scene too. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile, Miles is tied up by all the other Spider Men and Spider Woman, uh, and so literally he cannot, he cannot uh, reply. <laughs> uh, it was rough. Yeah, I mean they did they did a lot to 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 balance those things, and that's why I think it worked so well because you you rode that roller coaster of like, I'm laughing and now I'm sad, but now I'm happy and now I'm scared. And now like, they just, 
constantly ping-ponged you back and forth between those emotions, and I think that's yeah. why it works so well. I will say the the biggest laugh I got, because you were saying, Rob, what you belly laughed to, uh, mm-hmm. and that was, that was great. I laughed the most to the post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> because, one, I didn't, I didn't realize they were going to go for that. So it was, at first, you're like, oh, shit, it's, tw- it's Spider-Man 2099. And then they drop him into the fucking meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They just put him right in that meme. <laughs> I was hurting because I was laughing so hard. I, I when they so I knew that the the end credit was to introduce another Spider Man. Okay, because I had I had read that uh, prior to seeing it, and I wasn't. Sh- I just because that wasn't necessarily a spoiler to me because there were already so many in my head. It was just which one in the movie that wasn't used is going to happen. You right. know. Is it Spider Punk? Is it uh, right? It could have yeah. been like there's a, a litany of other Spider Men, Bill Spider Men. So I, when it was twenty ninety nine, I, I, I audibly was like, "Yes!" Uh, <laughs> um, I <laughs> that that got me because I wasn't expecting the meme part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god! god. Uh, <laughs> Fucking great! I'm still running is- through my head and laughing. But as soon as like the AI voice came on, I immediately knew it was twenty ninety nine. I was like, "Nice, Miguel O'Hara." Well, I, I think the first thing it said it was like Nueva Nueva um, Nueva York, yeah, Nueva York. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, the Spider Man soundtrack. Oh, yes, God, the music was great. No, yeah. no, I, I was. I don't mean. I don't mean the, the soundtrack to Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I the mean Christmas the in oh my god the, soundtrack. You mean the, you mean the Christmas uh, the Christmas the album? Christmas album that Spider Man did. <laughs> <laughs> they wound up uh, releasing that. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> they did. Uh, it is now streaming on Spotify. Uh, Was it Spider Bells? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fucking a! <laughs> I was dude that played over the the credits also, and I was like, "Oh my god, the <laughs> lyrics are great." Uh huh. <laughs> Even right at the beginning, when he goes through, when Chris Pine's Spider Man goes through everything, and he's like, you know, I, I was losing my shit to that just at the the, the mere premise of that. Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> "I did some stuff that I'm not necessarily happy about," and he shows the dancing thing, and then the Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first cameo that has happened since he passed, and I was almost bawling like a little child in the theater when that happened. It was the message I, of the cameo. Like, that was the thing that killed oh me. Yeah, He's absolutely. And the the filmmakers like went on to say, like, because the movie was in production for so long, uh, that they were sharing stuff with Stan, like, up until the point where he was just not able to see the entire film right completed. So uh, the message, the message that was originally intended hit one way before Stan's death. Right. But now after it, it hits a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, want to do final thoughts or, well, we got to talk about the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack. Oh, right. The, the non-fake soundtrack, right? Right, right. The actual Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, uh, which was uh, amazing. It captivated me from the very beginning. 
all the way through the end of the credits to the point where in the car I listened to it on the way home, and then I don't think I've stopped listening to it since. I I listened to it on my way home tonight from work. Yeah, it sounds like um like a playlist Miles would make for himself, like huh. swing through the city. Like it's very personal. Like it doesn't sound like it was made for this movie. It was like Miles made it for himself, and like I really loved that. That's a that's an awesome poll. I yeah. Because I uh, I don't go out of my way currently to listen to like new hip hop and rap, um, but I will listen to this endlessly. Uh, and I love I love the idea that every song I visualize exactly where it was in the film. Every single track, like from the beginning to the end, I know I, I could I, I'm basically rewatching the movie every time I listen to the album. Nice. That's how, that's how vivid all of those songs were and how vibrant all of it was. I got to be honest, guys. I don't know how you're listening to any music now that we have Pitbull's Ocean to Ocean <laughs> to listen to. Because honestly, it is the greatest song ever written. <laughs> and um, I'll just leave that at that. No, I'm, I'm yeah. going to pull that clip. I'm going to pull that clip and post it all over social media. Oh, shit. And not give any context behind it. No, the, uh, the, the Spider-Verse soundtrack is, is, is great. The, the, the score was great. Um, yeah. Like, it, it's one of those, those rare, beautiful movies that just fires on all cylinders, and the music is one of those things. So, Joe, I have a question. In, in the Ultimate Comics, when Miles eventually becomes Spider-Man... Uh, did he get his suit kind of similar to how he got it in the film? <laughs> no. Okay. Cause I thought that was really interesting how he spray painted over the suit. No. The way they did it was actually way better. Like I love that. It was very personal and like him being his own Spider-Man in the comics. Nick Fury feels bad because he, it's his fault that Peter died. So he makes it his mission to not let miles die. And so he gets like shield branded and the new suit okay uh, okay interesting yeah because i like i loved the fact that he like spray painted the suit and like left the fingertips like red yeah and everything like a uh, poster like i saw that like the like the doodly looking spider on his chest and i was like why does the suit look like that but like after seeing the movie like i love it like i'm like that's perfect I can almost I can almost guarantee that they're going to retcon that into future books. Oh, like that that's going to be what he's that's going to be how he acquires his suit is how the movie showed it. That would be cool. He'll run into Peter and he'll be like, "Is that one of my suits?" He'll be like, um, "I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. The the ear parts are really thick." Uh, <laughs> and I think I'm pretty sure those. Uh, I mean, those Jordans always sell. Really oh yeah. Yeah, uh, but I'm pretty sure they're they've like shot back up again. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Or wait, th- I believe those are Air Force Ones. I'm not 100. percent I keep getting ads for those sneakers on my Instagram, so uh, <laughs> I just keep seeing the, the red, white, and black Nike high tops, and I'm like, you know, you keep showing these to me, I'm going to wind up buying them. It's just going to happen. <laughs> it's because you listen to the soundtrack over and over and over and over again. I was very happy that they got the PS4 suit in the in the movie in the, in the background. background. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. cool. That was yeah. cool. Um, so, like, one little thing that 
I noticed on my second watch through, but like I hope that it like comes into effect in like the sequels is that the spider that bit Miles, it was like glitching, which I didn't notice until the second time, or else I would have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But like, that makes him like as much a product of like the Spider Verse because the spider came. Uh, may have come from a different universe. Mm. Oh. Interesting. I did notice the glitching and I couldn't figure out if it was just part of that art style that I was like, maybe this was supposed to be 3D kind of thing. Uh, but I found it interesting that the, the the bottom of all of the legs was glowing like Spider-Gwen's shoes. Mm. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe there's like a connection to that somehow. I think that was supposed to be like a Venom blast. Um but it did give it like almost like a cybernetic, mm-hmm. look, which is a little bit like with like the Alchemex branding, like you know, it's like a genetically modified spider. And even dude, just that scene where him and his uncle go to that deep part uh, of like the unused subway or whatever that was so cool. And they just spray paint and and like it was like such a a neat bonding moment for the two of them. Like you understand yep. their relationship immediately is just like his uncle is like the cool guy that his dad doesn't trust but like obviously he looks up to him because of that right such a neat play with all of that stuff dude i loved i loved that um i also really enjoyed like the little nods to like brian michael bendis and like todd mcfarlane on the cell phone yes Yes, sorry yeah that was cool. I think we also got like Dan Slot in there as well. Yeah, and like in in Miles's universe, everything is just slightly different than ours. So like Coca Cola was called something different. Like everything yeah, in yeah, Times yeah. Square was like a tad there, off. A Seth Rogen movie and uh, yes. flown high on the air apparently. Yes. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> oh, uh, any any final thoughts before we put a pin in this? Um. You know, I I I do want to just go back real quick to the um, the animation style. It it really was a comic book brought to life. Yeah. Um, I saw it. I saw it in the IMAX 3D. Nice. Um, oh my god! It was it, and and the, and I really I really I, I made an effort to go see it that way because I had heard someone review it on the radio that I've never really heard review movies, and he was so energetic about having seen it in IMAX 3D, and that it was so amazing, and it was it was so. It, it it was it was mind blowing how how good it looked, um, but it really was a comic book brought to life. And you know, it, it, it's not just the visuals. It's the story was great, the acting was great, the music, everything about it was just which was was just amazing. It was an amazing Spider Man. Wow! <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, Joe, what did what did you think? Yeah, I mean, um, like we said earlier, this is the same people that did the Lego movie. And, like, with that, they made you believe that it was, like, stop Lego. And just like Brian said, like, they put a lot of work into making this look like it was just pages brought to life and animated. And, I like, I fell in love with that. Like, I, I think Sony's doing, like, well, their animation department is doing really amazing things. Yeah, I think this is definitely the way for sony to soldier forward in the future um yeah i i I mean i i wouldn't 
just because it's my own personal opinion that they should fold their their spider universe or venom universe or whatever that is and just if they focused solely on on, on pumping these out they would be killing it absolutely, absolutely. killing it and nobody would question no doubt any of their decisions even if they released because they have all of the rights to them within that framework. So they could do whatever they want, obviously, with doing Spider-Verse. Like, that's huge. Um, I wish they would they would slightly pivot and just be like, you know what? We'll, we'll give... Because that, that way, everybody wins. They get to release Spider-Man and make money on Spider-Man. Because that's all they really want to do, I guess. Right. And, and then everybody else would get what they want live-action-wise. Elsewhere. I- in if, the MCU. If they had made Venom an animated film, I might have gone to see it. Yeah. <laughs> might have being the key word. It might have. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting that he wasn't even... Uh, they're saving him. Oh, no, absolutely. They're saving him. It's just it was interesting that he wasn't even... Met, like, none of that right. was even a thing. So Well, that's, that's what I, I think about Spider-Man, like... Spider-Man and Batman have the best rogues gallery in oh, comic 100%. books. So they could they could pull anyone out for the Spider-Man movies. It doesn't have to be Venom. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they very nearly had a Sinister Six in this movie. So Yeah. But I I loved this movie. Like I said, it's my favorite Spider-Man film. It hit every emotion that it needed to hit. It uh I felt like I knew the characters. Uh, I I really liked some of the designs of some of the characters. Um, everything just fit together really well. Everything clicked, uh, and I I welcome the next. Yeah, how do they even like market it? I guess it would just be Spider Man, other name now, and it could just be like Edge of the Spider Verse or something. Okay. You know, like, Good do that. Yeah, they're doing Spider Geddon now. Mm. That's a third movie kind of title, though. <laughs> um, for anyone who's, by the way, for anyone who's listening to this and you haven't seen it, and we just spoiled it for you. Still go see it because uh, while it did just win a Golden Globe, it's not doing super great, like, like budget wise, box office wise. Like it's it's made like I think two hundred fifty million, something like that, maybe three hundred million. So it could stand to do better. Oh, it definitely yeah. deserves more, but hopefully it'll get a Golden Globes bump. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. Um, and just more people talking about how great it was. I know that I wanted to see it and wasn't able to for scheduling reasons when it came out, but due to everybody else's incessant, like, no, dude, it's awesome, you have to go, I went. So I'm hoping that more word of mouth pushes more people into seats. Uh. So yes, uh, overall thoughts, go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, tell your friends about Pop Cannon. Yeah. Go to the Spider Cinema and get some spider corn and sit down and watch <laughs> Spider-Man Into the in a, Spider-Verse. In a spider where, chair. Where seven Spider-Men uh, <laughs> gather in one universe to take down the evil Kingpin and stop him from uh Haldri- Haldrin Collider connecting universes together. Super Collider. Like, super Collider. Spider the Spider Collider. The small Spider- hadron. <laughs> the Spider Collider. Uh, I I enjoy the alliterative the 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 uh Spider Collider. Uh, <laughs> uh anyway, so this has been episode 9 of Pop Cannon. I'm Jordan. 
I'm Robert. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Joe! Yay! Big, big thank you to Joe for joining us. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, uh, what did uh, what did Spider-Ham say before leaping into the Super Collider? Uh, copyright infringement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, he wanted to say... So that was episode nine, all about Sony Animation's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which just crossed $300 million at the box office worldwide. Also, one of the songs on the soundtrack, Sunflower, just hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. So what did you guys love about the movie? Did you enjoy the action scenes? Did you prefer the more heartfelt moments? Who was your favorite character and why? Which villain was your favorite? Let us know. We want to hear what you thought of this awesome film. You can find us on Facebook.com slash PopCanonPod. You can follow us over on Twitter at PopCanonPod. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube by searching Podcast. Don't forget the special K. My script says here something about a winking emoji. Hmm. Anyway... You can search out, subscribe, and like this podcast across the following platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, and the aforementioned YouTube. So make sure you crash and smash that like, retweet, and or subscribe button. And if, for some absurd reason, you think adding more of us to your lives is something you want, you can do that too. I, Robert, can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at YesBall. Jordan is on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. Joe O'Connor can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at Joe for Broke. And Brian? Well, we were recently just following Brian. He usually leaves the window open on his fire escape for us to come and go as we please when Dad's being a real jerk. We went over to lay low for a while when this terrifying masked villain entered the apartment the same way. We hid behind the TV and waited for the coast to be clear to get the fudge out of there. But we're pretty sure he knows. Thanks for listening. We love you guys.